1: So Sean, I want to talk a little bit about Wake Forest, and uh, this has been a rough year for Dave Clawson, and, and um, it's a down year for him. They lost a lot of players in the portal. They lost a D lineman uh, who went to I think Oklahoma. They lost Sam Hartman. At Perry went to the NFL. Donovan Green got hurt, and they're having a rough year. That they, they are, but it doesn't really discount from what has been, in my opinion, a just a tremendous coaching job. I think Dave Clawson is one of the 20 best coaches in college football. Now, I'll say this. I think he's at the level he needs to be at. I think he is a Wake Forest-level guy, and I mean that as a, good, as a good thing. I think he does really well in these type of environments. He took over a program, Sean, that, let's be honest, was struggling for a while. He's led them to seven straight bowl games. Now, they're probably going to miss a bowl game this year, but he's led them to seven straight bowl games, and they've won five of them. They're five and two in those bowl games and they're a little down this year, but he's been a very innovative coach. His teams are usually well coached. He's made some great hires over the years, you know, with assistant coaches, some guys that are still there. Other guys like Mike Elko, Clark Lee, guys that that have moved on uh, to other jobs. Uh, and and he's just done a great job there. They're having a down year though. I mean, they, they just are. And this is going to happen from time to time when you're in a place like Wake Forest, when you lose as much talent as they did in one off season you're going to take a step back. but Two years ago, he has them in the ACC title game. So the, um, even though this team isn't very good, Dave Clawson's a guy that I have a, a great deal of respect for as a football coach. He's, and and his team is going to come in Saturday with nothing to lose, and they're just going to play hard. Because even in the – like I'm watching the Florida State game earlier, and, and they're just outclassed. But you know what? They play hard. I'm watching them get outclassed by Virginia Tech just athletically because this isn't a very yeah. athletic team. But they play hard. Yeah. You know, and that's just who that because that's who Dave Clawson, that's what he's going to demand. Hey, guys, we're going to give him everything we got. And if it's not good enough, oh, okay, we're going to give you everything that that we've got. And I have a great deal of respect for Dave Clawson and the job that that staff has done. I really do.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: I agree, and I expect this game or this game should go very similar to the Pitt game. And before the Pitt game, I said, look, Pitt's going to come in and play hard, right? But they really have nothing that can give great resistance to to Notre Dame. And this is the same thing with Wake Forest. They're going to play hard. You know, they got a big win against Pitt right before Pitt had to face Notre Dame and Pitt was coming off the Louisville win. It's a really wild high. finish.
1: A wild finish. Such a wild finish. You know, they're
2: tight end. I like their young their young tight end. Uh, Griffith, you know, he's had – his season has been up and down. I, the ACC has a lot of young quarterbacks yeah. that are inconsistent, but if you give them time in a couple of years, Griffiths, Calandria, Drones from Virginia Tech, you know, some good young Yeah, He's one of those really kids is. that, you know, for a drive or two that can get hot, make some plays with his legs, make some off-schedule play, plays with his arm. And then, you know, next thing you know, they're in the red zone and, and trying to put points on the board. So these are the type of mm-hmm. things to look for early from a Dave Clawson team. Also mm-hmm. defensively, you talk about how aggressive they are. Yeah, that's this is what to expect. They have and to be. You might, yeah, they have, to they have be. no choice. Right. And they, they might deliver you a punch early, but Notre Dame has to take the punch like Drago and just say, oh, okay, here I come. Like, I'm bigger than you, I'm stronger than you, and I'm just about to pound you into submission. And that's it. You know, show that attitude that you were talking about in the first half of the show, the first part of the show. That's what we're looking for. Right. That attitude, that pride, understanding who you are at the core as a program and a team and representing not only yourself, the seniors playing their last game, Uh, we were talking to Shane Walton. And Shane Walton is like, yo, I left everything Mm -hmm. on that field. And when you hear somebody that hasn't played football in a while still relate to the fact that when he watches Notre Dame football, what he expects from the current players based upon what he left on that same field, it lets you know, What goes into that brotherhood and what should exist in that program? No matter how many years you get away from when he played, there's a standard. Yeah. And if we're ever going to see a standard, you should always see the standard. Well, you should see it every week, right? But think we're talking about teenagers. Like week to week, you might get a great game, a lesser game. But on senior day, that's when you should see the standard. For really big programs and elite programs, or if you want to call Notre Dame a, a you know tier two program, that's fine. What what I'm not about to debate that. But they're a team that's the...
1: that's pushing to be that. Absolutely, right?
2: That's that's Absolutely. the thing. Yeah. And the standard needs to show up Saturday. It doesn't yeah. matter that Wake Forest is the opponent. You know, Wake. Look, Dave Clawson, like you said, struggles transfers. He lost a lot. That was at yeah. the core. God, you know his multiple wide receivers in the NFL. A.B. Perry just, A.T. Perry just caught a touchdown this weekend in the NFL. So he he lost his playmakers, but at the core, who they are, you still see it every week. Even though you might not have the same level of talent that elevates it to wins and losses or a difference in wins and losses, you still see who they are at the core. And even though you see that They give no resistance to Notre Dame this week. They shouldn't. They 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 shouldn't.
1: Shouldn't. They shouldn't. shouldn't. That's Yes, yes, that's the difference.
2: I just think it's important, like you said, going on from Dave Claus and Wake Forest, they've actually improved running the ball this year. (laughs) Last year, they were right around 2.2. The slight improvement this year. Uh, It's not something to write home about that you really have to worry about. But – you know it's something that they've had to lean on with you know Sam Hartman transferring out of, out of the program so the yeah they, to they, to make-
1: they suffered three tough blows in the past game too Sean in this yeah. offseason it, yeah. it's it's been it's been um yeah it, it's been uh it's been tough sledding for them because not only did they lose Sam Hartman yeah but they also lost AT Perry and then they had another tough blow earlier this year when they lost Donovan Green, yeah, um, yeah. who got hurt, and that was also a really tough blow because he and was that, a. And, and that was a really tough year for Yeah, when your program, because I hope this
2: is not taken disrespectfully, when your program is a system program, yeah, and you recruit to that system, like offensive line, everything. We know they don't have the most talented offensive line year in year out. But they get guys that can fit their system, the slow mesh, which kind of takes a lot of pressure off of offensive linemen in certain ways because it kind of causes the defense to kind of pause in their pass rush a little bit or be more cautious in their pass rush. And so it kind of helps the offensive line out. And like you said, when you don't have those weapons for defense to have to worry about, defenses now are not being a little bit more aggressive. And now you're seeing that their offensive line, like you said, has struggled this year. And it's an offensive line that Notre Dame should, you know, have no problem dominating. You know, I don't care if it's the first string or second string defense in there. Like Notre Dame's defense should be able to dominate on Saturday. So, you know, I'm very interested in um, when you watch games like this, you want to see if Notre Dame can break a team. Did you see how much fight Pitt came out with against Notre Dame, especially mm-hmm. defensively? Early on, they they were shutting Aldrick Estimate down, getting tackles for losses. They were very aggressive. They were aggressive in their secondary, and you know they had they got good players like Devonshire Junior. They some good safeties, you know, that made plays early on Sam Hartman, you know. And then all of a sudden, Notre Dame just kind of like st- steadied the ship. Here's the game plan, and there's nothing you can really do about it. And the next yeah. thing you know, you know, you look up in the third quarter, and then Pitt kind of gave up. You know, the young quarterback kept fighting. So that's it. He kept fighting and trying to make plays. But defensively, you just kind of just wore them out and made them tap out. And that's the challenge for Notre Dame, you know wake forest is going to come in and play hard but what you have first string second string depth chart no matter what side of the ball notre dame should be able to make wake forest you know eventually third quarter say okay guys just go out there and do the best you can do and just compete because honestly (laughs) there's really nothing we can do
1: yeah so let's um, we do have this up. Had to like finagle it because I just just over so over stream yard right now. But this is uh, this is Wake season. Sean started off relatively well, had a big win over mm-hmm. Elon, spanked Vanderbilt. In uh, Clark Lee's having a, a rough year in a lot of different ways, uh, yeah. but and they came out at a come from behind win over an old or not come from behind, but a tight win over Old Dominion. Uh, One who's four and six this year, and then kind of the wheels fell off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, they did battle against Clemson, uh, got got blown out by Georgia Tech, got blown out by Virginia Tech, got blown out by Florida State, got blown out by NC State, had a close loss to a Duke team that was shorthanded, and then, of course, uh, had a come from behind win over over Pitt in uh, the first start for Christian uh, Vaire, the quarterback of Pitt. And that was a, a very wild game. It's like neither team really wanted to win it, but they both wanted to win it. You know what I mean? Like they kept making mistakes, but they were battling their butts off and playing hard. And that goes back to what you said, Sean, is I've watched a lot of Wake Forest this year. I've never been like, man, they're just not competing like they used to. They're competing. They just don't have the horses they used to. And they're young. Mm-hmm. And that's such a unique system that just, you know, in certain spots they're young and and their offensive lines have, has really been struggling lately. And that's um, something that's hurt them as well, too, Sean. But you can see lost six of their last seven so far this season, uh, which is obviously that things are trending in the wrong direction. And nearly only two of those games have been competitive. However, the two games that were competitive were against two. They were against Duke, who gave Notre Dame everything they could handle, and Clemson, who just beat Notre Dame. So – uh, they're definitely going to, they're definitely capable. If you play, don't play good football, of yeah. giving you problems. And so that's the thing that we're going to find out is if Notre Dame can be that kind of team, let's look a little bit into the numbers, Sean, and you see, this is the issue this, like this over here on the defensive side, that's kind of normal. You know, yeah. they're actually, a, they're actually improved on, on defense in a lot of ways, Sean, they really have, uh, you know, they're, they're better this year when it comes to points per game. You know, 24.4. The three previous years, they were 28.3, 28.9, 32.8, 29-1 in 2019, 33 and 18, 28, 3. The last time they were they were this good on defense, at least from keeping points down, was all the way back in 2016, was when they were at 22.2. So their their defense is salty. They just, like you said, they they lack horses. Uh, but they do some they do some nice things. If you as you can see, they rank 34th in the country in tackles for loss, so they are disruptive. They will blitz safeties, they'll blitz linebackers, they'll mix them mix and match three and four man fronts. They'll be an odd front one snap dropping number five, kind of over the flat. Next play, he'll be lined up on the edge, coming off the edge. He's kind of a you know they're, they're viper uh, type of player, so they'll they'll try okay. to they're, they're going to try to create confusion, which is they're hoping is going to create mistakes. And they're going to try to create negatives because they know we can't line up and go toe to toe with you. They're very small inside. No. They got like 280 pounders up the middle. They're not very big a linebacker. They're not, they're just not great. They've got a, a solid DN. The Davis kid's a quality player on <laughs> defensive end. uh Very good production this year. If you look at his number, Sean, he's like 14 tackles for loss, 15 tackles for loss now, excuse me. uh And he's got seven and a half sacks. He's a very disruptive player. So they do create disruptives. That's something their name's going to have to account for. But, as you can see, they can they can be moved on. I mean, you can you can throw the ball on them, uh, you can run the ball on them. The North NC State went for 266 rushing last week. Uh, Clemson went for 207. Duke went for 181. Uh, but they do a decent job of keeping the yards per carry down. I think you know the 4.2 isn't great, but for Clemson, that's pretty good. Um, they've had a couple games that have, have padded the numbers a bit, but. No, they're they're a decent run defense, pass defense. They've got one good corner, uh, but other than that, their pass defense is, is not very good. The last two weeks, they've actually, and here's the thing about these numbers, Sean. Pass defense numbers they they rank 62nd overall, 74th in yards per attempt. Yeah. But if you look at it, um, the last two weeks they've the numbers have been way down. NC State went uh, only passed for 113 yards, and Duke only passed for 86 because Duke was playing without Riley Leonard. So that's and, a little uh, bit. Yeah. Brennan Brennan Armstrong was the quarterback. Is. <laughs> right. And he's so, just, That might explain he's, it. He's done. I mean, he's done. <laughs> Mentally done. The three games before yeah. that they gave up 382 to Florida State, 302 to Pitt, 321 to Virginia Tech. Clemson only passed for 131 on them two three previous games, 222 to Georgia Tech, 233 to mm. Old Miss, 314 to Vanderbilt. So, they have given up a lot of yards through the air this year. Uh they're partly cuz they're of their aggressiveness. You know, like uh, Florida State did a simple thing. I mean, they just ran like a little pump and go wide fade up the side. I mean, there's just stuff you can do like that. That if you're willing to have a little creativity, you can you can create some some big plays in the pass game against them outside, over the middle, yeah. and over the top. That Florida State
2: game, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman did not play
1: against Wake Forest. I I think you're correct, because um, I remember why. I think uh, I think Keon Coleman played. Um, but Johnny Wilson didn't. Let me look at it. Johnny Wilson was, a, was definitely out. Yeah, I think it was like a game time decision, but he might not have played because I thought I saw him catch it. Yeah, he had seven catches for 66 yards and two touchdowns, but I do not remember seeing him in the second half of that game because it was like 34 to 10 at halftime. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Keon played in that game, but Johnny Wilson did not play in that game um against them. But, you know, still, again, still went for 382. But to the point, Keon Coleman had three carries for three catches for 66 yards and they still beat them and still passed for 382 yards. You know, So your, your point still stands, Sean, uh, Johnny Wilson didn't play and Keon didn't exactly put up like monster numbers, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and, and yet they still threw for 382 yards on, on wake forest. So uh, it just kind of falls into the, the, the status of look like they're, they're not great. In the in the with their pass defense, they're not. I mean, Trey Benson, the running back here. But here, here's where it's at: their starting tailback had four catches for 100 yards. Their tight end had four catches for 51 yards, and so they didn't have their guys. Lawrence feely had a catch. Rodney Hill had a catch. Their backup tight end uh, had one of his best games season: two catches for 45 yards. So guess what? They didn't have their starters. So what do they do? They went to other people. They mm-hmm. did different things and and found success throwing the football that game. So, you know, th- those things are there. You just have to be creative enough to go to go find those opportunities. And I saw Virginia Tech do the same thing, you know, just a little play-action pass to get their, you know, they're running back out on the slide, you know, doing pump fakes to get guys running down the middle of the field. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do if you want to be creative. The, the shocker for me is I, I expected their offense to take a step back this year, Sean. I didn't expect it to take this big of a step back. <laughs> I mean it is it has been and it's been that way really all year. I mean the court I think yeah. the kid came out early and had a had a really nice game, first game of the year. Uh and and uh but ever since then has just really really struggled th- um this season in my opinion. Yeah, threw for 329, opener, three touchdowns. Uh threw for 312 two games later against Virginia against Old Dominion, but he's it's it's been a it's been tough sledding in ACC yeah. play. It's been really yeah. tough sledding for him in ACC play.
2: I'm not, I think they were favored to lose that game to Vanderbilt. I believe so. They I were, believe Vanderbilt so. was favored yeah. to win the game. And they, that was a big win as well. So there was some decent like, hype.
1: Yeah. Now Vanderbilt's yeah. turned out not to be good, but at right. the time mm-hmm. it was expected to be a, a you know, a, a much tougher game and, and they handled it pretty. They, they played pretty well in that game. So, um, they're, they're off. It's it's really been it's really been problematic. And and the problem the thing is you know you talked about earlier about you know they're they're better running the football and and they are they are overall. I mean the, their their numbers don't look great. Uh, their numbers are kind of back to being on par with what they've been last year. But if you really dive into the numbers, you see that they're they're running the ball with their tailbacks better than they did last year. So mm-hmm. last year they were at one thirty one point one. This year they're at one thirty one. This year, they're averaging 3.3 yards per carry. Last year, they were at 3.4 yards per carry. So it would seem that the numbers are different. But if you look at their two tailbacks, their top two tailback, top three tailbacks are at 4.3, three, 4.8, three, four, and 4.9 yards per carry, where last year, their tailbacks were at 4.2, 4.0, and 4.8. The biggest difference is Sam Hartman had plus 129 rushing last year, and this year, their quarterback is at minus 26. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, well, actually, no, that's Michael Kern. Actually, no, hold on a second. No, their starting quarterback is at 128. The other two quarterbacks are minus. So they're about 100. So kind of close to it. But there's a lot more sacks, a lot of team minuses, things like that, that are just, that are, have kind of tamped the numbers down a little bit, Sean, compared to where they were in the past. But their starting tailbacks are more productive on a per carry basis than they were last year by about a half a yard. Which is a decent, a decent production. But I thought they started off well. They
0: mm-hmm. were running
1: the ball well early. They went for almost 300 against Vandy. Went for over 200 against Georgia Tech. But the last six games, they their highest total is 172. They went for seven against NC State last week. They only went for 35 because teams just aren't afraid of their pass game anymore. Right? They're just like, right. I dare you to try to throw the ball on us because they because the problem is they can't protect the quarterback. Notre Dame has just two games left in the regular season, and this weekend is the home finale against Wake Forest. If you're looking for last-minute tickets to either game or to your favorite concert or comedy club, Game Time is the place for you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or in, and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code Irish for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Irish for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed, that's gametime.co.
2: Now look yeah. at these numbers. 43 sacks allowed on the season. Third down conversion at 33%. 20 yeah. turnovers on the season. Heck, that magnifies that their defense really has played well. If you look yeah. at that. Right. That's a, that's a defense that's been on the field, been put in difficult situations as far as field position and time of possession more than likely has been in the favor of the other team. So, you know, I look at their defensive stats, and even though they're middle of the pack, you know, that dude, that magnifies that they've really played probably a little bit better than the numbers say based upon the position they've been put in. Right.
1: To your point, Wake ranks 85th in time of possession. And, <laughs> and they're always a team, you know, like the, the, if you look at them in, in the, the, the previous season, so Sam Hartman's last year, um, they were 103rd. So they've always been kind of bad at that. But it, to your point, it's it's they're giving teams short fields. I mean, it's just they they put them in a really some really tough binds. You rank almost you're, you're second to last, third to last in sacks allowed and tackles for loss allowed. Like that's where Notre Dame has to feast. You know, Wake Forest only ranks 96th in passing yards per. And this is this kind of leads to an interesting conversation, Sean, for all the talk about oh Sam Hartman. Isn't that good? He was part of a system like, well, then why is the system so terrible now? If Sam Hartman was that, was that just, it was all the system. Then why'd they go from what they were with him last year to what you're telling me AT Perry's that good of a player. No, it's because the system is, is one thing, but you had very good players in the system that could execute the system at a very high level. And this year you don't have that. You don't have that quarterback. You don't have that receiver. And so it is not just, well, Sam Hartman's a system quarterback and can't play outside that system. I don't believe that. And we've seen Sam Hartman this year at times play really well. Like the the aggressive guy we saw early in the year, we haven't seen as much lately. And and so that's why I say something happened here at Notre Mm -hmm. Dame with the development, with the coaching, with the relationship with the receivers, the relationship somewhere. There's been some disconnect. Because Sam Hartman, you saw what not having Sam Hartman has done to Wake Forest. I mean, the numbers don't lie, Sean. They don't. They rank 112th in points per game. And this, guys, this is a team, you want know, some context. Last year, Wake Forest averaged 36.1 points per game. This year, they're at 20.5. Last year, Wake Forest averaged 443 yards per game, 5.9 yards per play. This year, Sean, they are at 331.7 yards per game and 4.9 yards. Yard. That's a full dip down. Their rushing numbers, and here's the thing, I just gave the numbers. Their rushing numbers have barely changed. 131.1 to 131 and 3.4 to 3.3. What's changed? They went from 311.9 yards per game last year, 8.6 yards per attempt, to 200.7 yards last year, to 7.3 yards per attempt. Sam Hartman completed 64, 63% of his passes last year and had – Uh, He had a, um, let me see here, he was at 308.4 by himself. He averaged 8.6 yards per play. The current starter quarterback, 7.5. And then Sam Hartman last year threw 38 touchdowns and 12 picks. And this year, their quarterbacks have combined for 10 interceptions, but only 11 touchdowns. And so, yeah, not having Sam Hartman has made a huge, huge difference in that Wake Forest offense. And, and yes, A.T. Perry's part of that, but – they're not minus 16 points per game. They're not minus 112 yards. They're not minus 111 fewer passing yards because they don't have AT parity in Donovan Green because they still have Keyshawn Williams. They still have Jamal Banks. They still have Taylor Moran. They still have the tight end who's, who caught that, had that great touchdown grab and touchdown against gets Pitt. yeah You know, um, that's that hasn't changed. They still have plenty of weapons. The one big difference, I don't have Sam Hartman. No. And and that's that's the difference. And so it, it does matter, but that 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 side of the ball, that's I didn't I thought again, Sean, I thought they'd be down to like thirty-one, thirty-two points a game this year, but they're all the way down to twenty point five. And um I, I honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't see that coming. I mean, in their in their last seven games, actually let's go their last eight games, they've scored twenty seven, sixteen, twelve, thirteen. 21, 16, 21, and six points. Like last year, they scored under 30 points three times the whole year. That's it. And this year, they've only been above 29 twice against Elon and Vanderbilt in the first two games of the year. That is a gigantic drop off in offensive production. Like you just don't see that kind of terrible drop from one year to the other. And like I said, it, it's it's not just that. I mean, yes, Sam Hartman, but I think the biggest culprit when you look at it is their offensive line just gets beat up. Yeah, It really gets beat up. And that's that's been a big problem. And they don't have a quarterback that can, can bail them out like they had in the past.
2: I really see Notre Dame, and I'm sure you and Ryan are going to do a greater job later in the week, like really breaking it down when you start comparing the offense to defense like you guys do. I see Notre Dame being able to get a couple of big runs. Against this gambling defense, I really do. Should be right because you you look at their tackles for loss. You're 34th in the nation. That shows you like they're aggressive. Their safeties, their linebackers getting across the line of scrimmage. You know the defensive line stunt trying to get in gaps. You know what happens, man. You can make some plays early. Well, they catch you in one of those plays where you know you go to the wrong gap, or they catch you in a certain play and you're going the wrong way and they're pulling somebody the other way, I think Notre Dame is going to catch them in a couple of plays, and Notre Dame gets at least two or three 30-yard-plus runs mm-hmm. you know, on this defense. And and when that happens, because I look for no Wake Forces, I look at these numbers, man, I'm telling you, I'm pretty impressed. Based upon the position I'm sure they've been put in, the fact that 81st time of possession, I'm like, yo, I'm looking at their red zone, like, you're 15th in the nation? And you've probably been put with the turnovers and everything, the field position you probably have to run in the field with and deal with. And you play red great red zone forty four from third down at 36. percent Now you're not re- creating a lot of turnovers as a defense.
1: But they are creating a lot of havoc when you look They're at attacking
2: sack numbers. Yeah. You know, like let, let, Jared Parker should feel like he can be aggressive in the pass game you know, with that as well. Go ahead, but let's sorry, look.
1: Let's look at the no, no. You're good, man. Because I want to build on yep. what you're talking about. You talk about they're doing this with that mm-hmm. offense, right? Mm-hmm. But look mm-hmm. at where they were last year with a much better offense. They were 81st in scoring defense compared to 55th. So they've made that. That's a 26 point per, uh, uh, ranking jump. Last year in total defense, they ranked 88th. Now they're in they're 65th. -hmm. Last year in yards per play, they were 75th. They're 78th now. The number's about the same. It's 5.7. You look at the rushing yards this year uh, compared to last year. Uh, Last year they were 135. Now they're at 147. Mm -hmm. But the passing defense, you look this year, uh, last year they were 268. Now they're down 224.9. So they've obviously improved despite being in tougher circumstances. Now, part of the reason that their pass game has better in numbers this year is because they're getting blown out a lot, hmm. and teams aren't don't run it throwing as much in the second half, right? That's full full disclosure, that's the reality of it. But they're even in some of their blown out losses, they're still giving up over 300 yards per game. I think those numbers hmm. are a little bit inflated by their last couple of games. But the point is, they've done a pretty good job of keeping the points down this year and the yards down this year, while dealing with an offense that just can't move the ball. Like you said, they. They can't convert their downs. Mm-hmm. They turn the ball over as bad as any team in the country. Their yards per play are bad. And, I mean, there's nothing redeeming about the offense right now. Nothing. And yet the defense is still improved. So, you know, um, uh, Brad Lambert, I believe is the name of their defensive coordinator, has done a nice job. He's done a nice job there. I mean, they battle. They, and, and they don't have the players they had a few years ago. Like, they had more NFL players, in my opinion, a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, we had Duca Joe Ojo Remember that team O'Jofor. that Mike Elko had? Thomas yeah. Brown, yeah. Jesse Bates at safety, you had uh, that linebacker that had a million tackles. Well, oh, what was that kid's name? I'm drawing, I've been drawing a lot of blanks today, man. The, the another linebacker they had on some of those teams, Justin Strad, he's been with he's been in the NFL for a number of years. Uh, but yeah, they, I mean, they had some they had some good players, man. bass Bassi has been in the NFL, Carlos Basham. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they had some markel Lee. So I'm talking about. Right. uh Brad Watson was another DB they had. I mean, they they used to have you know, some some good football players. And they they don't have that right now, in my opinion. And I know Ryan talked about. You know, they've got a corner that's an NFL guy, and at the end, it's an NFL guy, and and that, that's okay. They have a linebacker whose name is Roberts, um maybe Ryan's cousin or something. But uh he they blitz <laughs> him a lot. He attacks a lot. He's got like 10 tackles for loss, a bunch of tackles, but. It's not a great athlete. They just trigger them a lot. You know, they bring them a lot. And and so, you know, there's a couple kids here and there, Sean, but they just don't have the overall talents they've had. But they play hard. And that's the thing. They're going to be aggressive. They're going to attack. They're going to come at Notre Dame. They're going to say, basically, we know we can't sit back and just play you base defense. Yep. You know, we we got to come at you. And, um, you know, they've got one corner that's a pretty good cover guy. Their safeties are more run defenders. They're not great in coverage. Their other corner's not good in coverage. So this is a team that presents you with opportunities to go at them, and Notre dream's going to have to be able to find ways to do it. That's simple yeah. as that. They're going to be able to find ways to do it. I don't want to hear anything about, you know, I'm, I'm we're young here. I, I promise you, your young freshmen are still better than what Wake Forest man has playing in the secondary. You know, so I don't I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear you stuff about you know even their their quote unquote good corner has given up 33 catches on the year for 397 yards and four touchdowns right i mean that's their best corner yeah. their other cornerback um has given up 38 catches and 445 yards and four touchdowns they're both given up over you know they're the best corners at 53.2% completion rate the other guys at 66.7 yeah. so uh, i'm you know you you need to be able to go after them you need to be able to after them, and um, we're going to find out if Notre Dame's got the ability to do that or the willingness, I should say, to do that, and um, that's going to be a big part of this game because there are certainly guys that can can be had, in my opinion. This is a
2: game where you take at least 10 shots, at least 10 shots, and I'm not talking about like deep passes. When I take shots, I'm talking about play action
1: or yeah exchange, running a clear out, bringing an yeah. over across the field i mean that's Absolutely. only a 15 to 20 yard completion but you're looking to get a guy free for a big play that's a shot that yeah it's not all just yeah sean's not saying drop back at the 20 goes and posts
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know that that's that's not a shot a shot is also like i talked. it's like the play i was talking about against virginia tech in 19 with chip long where they ran a backside post route Braden lindsey can like a, he like a delay let him mm-hmm. clear and then just sprint 20 yards across the field he's wide open that's a shot it's a shot. It's yeah. not a bomb, but it's a, it's a designed shot. Yeah. That's what you're referring to. For con- that's what Sean's referring to. Just for context of what people under some people understand. Sorry, I'm ex- I'm, I'm Sean explaining for everyone.
2: Hey man, look. And the reason I say that, Brian, is because you have a team that you you can get to the run game at any point in time in this game. Should be able to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like as a play caller. Or the offense, is like, man, let's take the shots. Let's take the shots because we can get to the other stuff. Run game, short passing game, quick screens, the other stuff. Look, we can get to that. We can get to that. We can be patient with that. Let's come out and kind of get them on their heels. Like, yo, man, Notre Dame is really taking a lot of shots early. Like, yo, we need to think about this. Like, because if you hit on one or two, More than likely, you're going to be in a good field position and then probably put some points on the board. You get them behind. Now you can really come after that offensive line, pressure the quarterback, maybe call some turnovers, get a good special teams play, punt return. This this is how, you know, you get a full team effort, man. You just can't always expect, let's just come out, offensive line, pound, ground. It's like, no, sometimes you have to create momentum in different mm-hmm. ways. And, and, and it's easy, easy to look at Wake Forest and say they're really small you know they're going to blitz, but we still can find a way to run. But at the same time, if they're going to be that aggressive, hey, tell that offensive line, hey, early on we're taking some shots. Y'all get it together. Protect the quarterback. at the same time he needs. Mm-hmm. Running backs, put keep your head up. Stop dipping your head and letting guys swim around you. Keep your eyes on your contact and make contact and anchor yourself. Okay? Like, dude, this is your job. Do your job. Let's take these shots. And then we can go home after we do what we need to do.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, Sean, that's Wake Forest um you know again we'll have more I'll have more of the specific matchup tomorrow we'll do keys to victory and predictions on Thursday but the reality is to your point Sean this is a game that if this Notre Dame team has the character that we hope it does Mm -hmm. if Marcus Freeman is the coach that we hope he is they're going to come out and play really hard on on Saturday and match wakes intensity like they did Pitt because that's the thing, like against Pitt, Pitt came out and played hard. You mentioned it earlier. They played very hard in that game. But, you know, the problem for Pitt was Notre Dame matched it. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, okay, you're not going to out-hit us. You're not going to out-work us. You're not going to out-hustle us. You're not going to out-intensity us. And so now you need to out-talent us, and you can't. mm mm-hmm. And that's the thing in this game is 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 that's going to be the key for Notre Dame. So we're going to go to a mailbag next here, for everybody. But I just wanted to wrap this part up. I wanted to thank everybody for being with us so far today. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. If you've not done so, give us a five-star review. We'd greatly appreciate that on your plat- po- in your podcast platform. And if you have not also done so, sign up for the message boards at boards.irishbreakdown.com.